Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Yes, we am can. I am I heard? Yes, we can we can hear you. Good. Huh? I don't think I'm gonna move. No. I'm just gonna stay stay back here and I'm gonna stroke Tim's back lovingly. And so, wait for you guys to go so I can go to bed. Like every other Sunday. <laughs> can I get this on uh, Instagram? Come share the love. I will I will massage your neck. Oh, I can't say no to that. Oh, there we go. There's oh, the good. stuff. Yeah. And on this week's episode <laughs> of the Touchy Feelies on Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Hands on while we still well, have them. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> off. Yeah, true. And I'm not feeling particularly great tonight, so I figure I'd do my best to make you guys feel good, you know, stable, loved, fulfilled. I support this. None of those are things I feel, ever. You know, sometimes... You look at the giant pile of laundry on your table that's been there for a month, and you go, where did I veer off course? But you can see the table today. I can see the table today. This tonight. is true. There's, there's, there's two more loads to fold. And the chair is sitting up. True. So, so progress. Might, yeah, there I you go. I did put the chair up. I put it up by balancing it with another basket <laughs> that's completely full. So this is stuff you might learn in college? And on your Zompocalypse Now Home Improvement episode. Hi, Tim. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Mindy. <laughs> hi, Dustin. Right. So, hi, folks. Yes, this is Zompocalypse Now. We swear to God. Um, and we are back after having a week of doing a live show. Yeah. Uh, at a, uh, Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. We had a great time. The show, uh, quite a few people listened to the show. Oh, really? Yeah. We got That's Some awesome. good numbers. Uh, well, we have good numbers as far as we know. We still don't know it iTunes never tells us what our numbers are, so we can assume we are we are going to be hopeful. But we can anyway, make asses out of you and me. Yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but we are back with the two of the last three episodes of, of Yes, Seven Clarita Diet. And once we are done with this show, we are probably going to go to American Gods for a few weeks. Yeah, not maybe not the whole series run, but we'll get you in because unfortunately, June. Fear the Walking Dead comes back. Yeah. And you may have noticed over some time, if you have either read or listened to our reviews or you discussed Fear the Walking Dead, while Dustin loves the show beyond compare, I have some reservations about it. And he's given me a look. <laughs> it's my normal look. Yeah, that's true. His resting look. <laughs> So, it's not our favorite of the shows that we review, yeah. but it is, you know, it gives us some entertaining anger, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be, it's always fun. It's always fun to watch that show because we hate it so much. And I need a good dose of that in my life. It is hate watching, um, made about perfect, unfortunately. But, in any event, that is what's coming up for now. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. And the disintegration of Drew Barrymore. Right. I was actually talking to somebody about Santa Clarita Diet last night, Yeah, and they asked me if she still does the thing, and of course I knew immediately what it was, 
And it's that thing where it sounds like she just put the script down like two minutes ago and everything sort of sounds like a question. (laughs) (laughs) She made a joke about it in the episode tonight, like that's her cadence. I'll just keep asking questions. And I was like, you don't have a choice, Drew Barrymore. It's just how your voice sounds. This sounds like all the critiques I get for the podcasts I'm on. Mm. Mm. Well, I think that I think that because Drew Barrymore has been an actress for so long, like that study your script and say the words on the script thing has been like just ingrained in her. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're not paying attention, you can get a really like like uh wooden performance from her and i don't think she does it all the time in this but i think occasionally well and i think here it works to at least in the context of of that particular scene and i imagine that you know she's aware of it she has to be aware of it yeah it's only something she's done since she was four exactly so both episodes tonight were about feelings and the feelings that you get when well you kill people Yes, those feelings, exactly. Or when people try and kill you. Or, or when you meet somebody who eats people, too. Right. Or you lose people a People who eat people. Or if you feel like your parents just don't trust you. Those are bad feelings. feelings or if you bad. feel like someone has never actually been to a genre convention. Oh, hardly God. enough. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the first episode... Uh, um... <laughs> It's called How Much Vomit? (laughs) Always back to the vomit. I know. Uh, And the second episode is called The Book! Exclamation point. Well, in the first episode, they track down Loki. Because they go next door to uh, comfort Eric's mother. Who is in not needing any comforting. She's doing just fine. Yeah, she's kind of over it. She's like, hey, he was a a corrected cop that held money away, like, hid money away, and didn't ever let us use it. So good riddance to bad rubbish. Meanwhile, his his former partner is there being very supportive. She's that lady from that show we liked. She is uh, from, the, from the... Little guy. Middleman. Middleman, yes. Middleman. <laughs> Natalie Morales. Yes. And, and uh, she, she's I, awesome. I stand by my prediction that next season she'll be living there. I don't know if we're going to have to wait till next season. I'm pretty sure she's basically moved in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things are going well. Uh, they're, they're, you know, she didn't have to move into the guest room or anything. Right. Uh, but <laughs> if, if nothing else, it seems to be an easy transition um, because she certainly is nicer. Yeah. Um, she's not had any reason to be suspicious. Very much yet. nicer. And uh, and she's very friendly, and she cooks. So yes. I mean, what can what can, what can go wrong? Right. So she made a really good kebab. Yeah. <laughs> so they figure out that Loki is still up and around, and this of course makes uh, a bit of a bit of concern across oh, the faces. He was already a violent criminal. What's he going to be like as an undead thing? And they go to the hotel room where he didn't quite die, and find a extremely helpful housekeeper. Right. I don't know how this housekeeper has still had that ball of goop. She's like, got the ball of goop, and she's got his notebook, and... It may have just been that entertaining. Well, to... you know, 
She's withholding evidence. (laughs) Maybe the police decided they didn't want it. She was like, hey, you guys, I've got this notebook that says he's going to kill at a certain time. And also, there's this weird red ball that that was in all the vomit. And they were just like, oh, pishaw. Cook it. Pishaw, I say. (laughs) This would be a moment where the writers looked at each other in the writing room and went, we don't know how to do this, so we're just going to make it happen. I would love to see a show where they did that, like where it was, there was like a, a, a stop, and it was like a little black screen. <laughs> the, the writers didn't know how to get us from point A to point B, but we need for our characters to be at point B, so there they are now. They're there now. Don't ask questions. We understand it's a plot hole. This is not why you tune in to watch the show anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, or, you know, just give everybody a bunker. I've been watching Teen Wolf for six years, and I've just accepted that everyone has a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that would have been a perfect, like, oh, well, he's staying in this hotel room. Obviously, his bunker is underneath the, the bed or something, right? <laughs> Send him to the, go to the bunker and find out, like, the power plant in the middle of the woods. Let's go check it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they go to where Loki is supposed to kill, and he is killing. No, As wait, wait, wait. Before they get to that, oh. we get the dress-up scene. Oh, right. And um, they they kit themselves out. They go to the store. They buy a hairbrush and a... Manicure and a, set. And that's not what they go to the store to buy. They go right. To the well, they've to... also bought knives and, and, and body armor and black that... And Drew Barrymore does not look like the Edge in that hat. No. no. She's got hair. The right. Edge She's got a poof up there. Right, and she does not have a goatee. No, and she doesn't have a guitar. I mean... True. There's no, you know... It, there's it's several ex- differences between the Edge and Drew Barrymore in that this, hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among the differences we have established is the, the previous list of things. So, yeah, it's... They are they are well prepared, and they go and they find apparently the back door to well, I a think that really it was the front door. You've been to clubs like that. Uh, yeah, well, okay, this is true, but it's a really nice little club, and Loki has now decided that he's going to embrace his inner metrosexual. Well, he became a folk singer. I don't know if that would make him the scarf. Uh, <laughs> he was wearing yeah, the scarf. Enough. Some people can pull off the scarf, and quite frankly... I wouldn't argue with Loki. And he's, like, got everything sorted out. He's going to focus <laughs> on his music. He's got his old gang supplying him with bodies. He's a little iffy about the fact that Joel's not dead. Um, and, like, he decides that he's going to help Drew Barrymore with her toe situation. Did we talk about the toe situation yet? Not yet. We mentioned that it had fallen off last... Episode. Right, well, she tries to reconnect it this episode with a bunch of different ways. Hot like, glue, hot sewing, glue, sewing, and your favorite. Oh my gosh, she drives a nail into it. No, and splits it. Yeah, we're all, we're all just like kind of. Log. I think we're all just kind of looking at the screen, going, "Okay, sure. No. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, that's fine." And the nail comes out. Dustin's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> right, and then it splits like a, like um, you know, particle board or something, and that just was not what I wanted. I did not want that. It was a clean split, at least. Right. So anyway, uh, Sheila decides she's going to become friends with Loki because they're the only two people who like her. Unfortunately, Loki decides he wants her to be his dark mistress of the dark. Because they only, they only they can understand each other because 
They have so much in common. Right. They're dead. Yeah. And they can eat together. Then go have a romantic dinner. Right. So Joel is feeling a little bit put off by the instant bond, the two of them, that that she and Loki have developed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We've already established that Joel's uh, feelings of inadequacy... Bubble uh, to the surface occasionally. Right. And uh, she... He asks her, please don't go meet with Loki. And she says, of course I won't, and then immediately goes and meets with Loki. Because he can help her with her foot problem. Right. And there's a whole question of, you know, Loki sending her texts, and he's like, what's that? Is that a text? Maybe. Is it from Loki? I'm not going to tell you. Which, of course, is immediately the wrong thing to do when it comes to someone like Joel. He's like... But I need to know now. I need to know everything, and I need to know right now. And there was a very nice faceplant moment on the mm-hmm. bed where he mm-hmm. tried to go for it, to go for the phone, and completely missed. Yeah. Um, but she goes to see Loki in his van. Which is probably the, the one that is parked at the Magic Mountain parking lot, which is only the third sketchiest thing, sketchiest thing that happens there, which cracks me up Having living there. been <laughs> to Magic Mountain, uh, and admittedly I went in the late <laughs> 80s. When, uh, yeah, late 80s with my one trip to to L.A. Um, yeah. uh, First upside-down roller coaster. I the think there's, I, I, would, I would buy that, actually, that that was <laughs> the third least sketchy thing. Uh, but, you know, Loki makes his pitch to her. He's like, you know, we can be together, and it'll be, we'll be awesome, we'll be great. And she's like, oh, no. After I present you with this footlocker. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> even dead boys and girls can't be friends. Right. <laughs> Which is a trope that I am so tired of. The boys and girls can't be friends. It's unfortunate. It's, there's a couple, well, this and there's something else that happens in the next episode, which is also a little bit of a trope. So anyway, uh, Sheila leaves and goes home, and Joel's like trying to plan a romantic evening because they have not had the sex, the sexual week in in like a week, but that's because her toe fell off. And they're they're at the, basically in the business of breaking things. Right, it's been so intense with their sexual sensuals. The changing table at Target because she was turned on by the uh, the Target the logo. Target logo because it looked like a vagina. And apparently there was an incident with uh, some candles and some wax that went awry, and there was a fire mm-hmm. in the house. Yes. So things have been things have been good in in the bedroom. Right. However, they've been slowing down. Now that the toe fell off. Right. She's embarrassed. So she. So what would they do with the toe? What would to they, make her well, embarrassed of the foot. Because more than, well, okay. Falls. What I, I inferred from this episode was that their, their lovemaking can be very tender. Because more than one time, he's like, let me just give you a foot massage. I just want to give you a foot massage. Which makes me think that their, foot thing. their sex probably involves, like, massaging and caring for and, like, being sweet to each other. Before they get right down to the hardcore grounding, <laughs> grinding. Well, they've been married for a while, so I mean, you know, these are these are no longer just the, uh, you know, the the fresh, you know, tear each other's clothes off and completely annihilate each other sexually. Right. You know, the teenage fun knows, time. He probably knows all the buttons. Yes. And <laughs> like exactly what order to press the bed. That's true. And he's only he... got one big button. <laughs> So. That hello just poured me some wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, he when she comes back home after she meeting with Loki and going, No, I'm out. He's like, I'll <clears> never <throat> forget you. 
Um, and he proves that true because he follows her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And down the door. You know, she's come home to this beautiful rose petals on the floor and the their, their first, you know, joint sign is realtors and all these sweet things. And it's like, aww. And then Loki kicks the door <laughs> in and Joel's like, what are you doing to my door? <laughs> Yeah, I think he's more upset that he wants to. He's he broke down the door that he wants to steal his wife. Well, it's, <laughs> we've established that Joel can get fixated on the odd thing yeah. over here. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what about the door? And so Loki is basically, going, I'm sorry, Joel. I have to kill you. And it doesn't, you know, it's not personal or anything. And you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> And Sheila's like, uh, we're not going to be together. And Joel's like, you'll learn to love me. I'm sorry, uh, Loki's like, you'll learn to love me. Uh, they're like, no. And they run upstairs. And we're going, why, why are they run running upstairs? upstairs? And, and they look at each other and go, why did we run upstairs? <laughs> well, that's because he thought that the weapons were still up there. But right. Because they weren't going to kill Loki. She put them away in the kitchen and the garage. <laughs> And he's like, why would you do that? <laughs> goes, well, you bought me this book. I'm cleaning, uh, um, you know. The... I was just trying to get your shoes out of the hallway. <laughs> so they barricade the door. They're having these discussions. And she explains that her toe is falling off. And he's like, well, why didn't you say anything to me? And she goes, well, I, really, I, I don't know what happens if it doesn't stop. What happens if this is just the beginning and I'm going to completely disintegrate? And he goes, well, uh, we'll do this together. We're in this together. This is us, right? And he goes, what if, you know, what if we're too young to get married? What if we're too young to be parents? What if we're too young to start, you know, what if we're too young to, to be realtors? Because what if, what if, what if, you know, we make these decisions together. And it's a great bonding moment. Of course, Loki is, you know. Trying to bring down trying the door. To bring the door. <laughs> so uh, he gets through the, gets through the barricade, which is this dresser, and comes, they comes into the, into the bathroom looking for them. And they're not there. And he opens the double doors that lead off to a dressing room, to a big closet space. And as he walks in there, uh, you see Joel and Sheila on either side of the door. And they stab him through the head because they put his CD down (laughs) on the floor. And apparently, he can't resist. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I'm going to climb down there and look at it. But Sheila stabs him in one side of his ear, in one ear with her hairbrush and, that she just bought, and Joel stabs him in the other ear with a tiny pair of trimming scissors. <laughs> and everything. All is all is right with the world. Yes. Well, sort of. Because Sheila's eye... Falls out. Yeah. Which is a problem, because, of course, it's exactly what she was worried about. A little bit more noticeable than the... Yes. Show. Generally speaking, the dangling eye is, is kind of a dead giveaway. Now... This is not the only thing that happened. This, of course, is... Just our B-plot. Our B-plot is Eric and... Uh, uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, what am I thinking of, I can't think of her name? Skylar? You always forget her name. Abby. Abby. <laughs> well, it's... Okay, I've, I've been doing this with Dustin for a while, and his inability to remember names is contagious. It'll happen to you, too. You just wait. I, it like, already does happen to me. I don't even try. Like, I will just be like... Who's his butt? I give him nicknames. Yeah. You know. But some of the nicknames... That's more fun. Some of the nicknames stick, though. Right. Like, uh, Daughter Fodder. Um, that was a good one. Oh, I love that nickname. one. That was my favorite one. That was a very good nickname. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
speaking of, my Carol Pettifer action figure is up on the shelf with Gareth and Beth. She's oh yeah, she's having a great day. Although I don't think that it looks as much like Melissa McBride as some of the other scans did. Yeah. Um, because she's got such a distinctive face. Right. But I think I think it's maybe a little flat. It's a little tonal. Which makes it difficult, because they did scans of all these actors to create the toys. I read a whole article on it, but at the, you know, because Seth MacFarlane is so proud of himself. At least you mm. can move those around a little bit. Most of his action figures are just... Oh my gosh, they're just statues. statues. They're just statues. They maybe have two or three points of articulation. So you could be like, I don't want his spirit of face left. I want his spirit of face right. And this has been your Zompocalypse Now Action Figure Digest Weekly. <laughs> um, I haven't even talked about Tiny Adorable Skeletor. <laughs> I have no fear of Tiny Adorable Skeletor. I just don't. Yeah. He's too cute. Anyway, <laughs> but we digress again. So, <laughs> Abby and Eric are in... Uh, they, des- they decide, right. or Abby decides that she wants to get her dad's bike fixed because they're killing people and eating them and not telling her about it so she's gonna have some fun on her own so they're in the storage unit of course which is where they're keeping the bodies right and they get the bike and they take it a couple of storage units down to the chop shop that is there because obviously and then the guy's like oh yeah i'll fix it for twelve hundred dollars and she's like twelve hundred dollars and then eric is like i got this remember we stole all that money and she's like, oh, yay, my hero, who I'm not ever going to kiss. Well, not um, only that, but the but the Chop Shop guy is just sleazy, slimy, horrible. You know, what is it? I don't, I take cash. Grass or ass. And I, you know, I've got. And I've got grass and I've got cash. And she's like, oh, I'm 16. And Eric's like, I am too. And he, the guy's like, nobody wants to have sex with you. And he's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> well. Somehow, and at, at this point, you have to admit they are teenagers. Right. And teenagers, I'm going to come a huge shock for anyone listening to this, but teenagers have been known to be stupid. Maybe get them nah. in their own way a little bit. Right. So they give him money, and they come back the next day. Because he said it'll take about a day. And he's kind of dead. Yes, he's, he's overdosed on heroin, and not only that, but he uh, went ahead and chopped up the bike for parts and decided to keep the money anyway. So they don't know where the money is. They don't have the bike. The guy is dead. And uh, Abby is like, you know what? I'm going to take this guy back to the storage unit. And he's going to feed my mom for a couple of days. And that way they'll know that I can handle it. They won't be as mad about the bike if I bring home dinner. Spoiler alert. She can't handle it. Because he's very dead. He's very dead. He's He's already rigor mortis. Already, yeah. And she can't break his arms. Break his arms and legs so that she can put him in the freezer. Because he doesn't fit in the freezer. And this is another one of those bits where the show does the wide shot where you just see something happen. It's not, right. you know, basically it's something happening in the background. In this case, they're the ones in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> As they roll the body back one way and then roll the body back. Right. <laughs> so then they decide they're going to steal his motorcycle. Which they do. Which they do. And and uh, now I'm going. And now I, I'm going. I'm going. Just going to say here in a show about where people are eating people, and romantic comedy is equally as important as the people eating people. 
I am going to draw the line. At the first time she gets on a motorcycle, she pops a wheelie. Well, you know. I'm just saying. She's the power of the the pussy (laughs) grabber uh, jacket compelled her. It gave her powers. That must be it. So they ride off into the sunset. Sort of. Uh, I I totally ship Abby and Eric. Oh, God, yes. They're adorable together. Mm -hmm. They are just... Their uh their their shipper name is Arabic. No. Arabic. No, I don't think so. Arabic. No. It's better than Irby. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Arabic. They both their la- names have four letters. Asky. You can't combine the two. It's, it's, all you end up with is another four letter word. It doesn't work. Axby. <laughs> no, no, just. Let's not. So the next episode, Airby? God, is called the book, and this is the culmination because of of Joel badgering this guy he's seen online who supposedly has a copy of this book, mm-hmm. which has information about a previous uh, occurrence of the same thing that happened to Sheila. Right. And so he discovers that this guy is going to be at a paranormal convention. Right. And now, and I, then so him and him and Sheila are gonna go, but then Sheila decides she's gonna wants to do that to do Mother Daughter Day with Abby instead, and Sheila goes, "You're pr- don't worry, you're probably not gonna be the only man there without a woman on his arm." And this thus begins the geek shaming. Yes. Of. <laughs> wow, you know. Okay, so no, admittedly, we just came. From Planet Comic Con last weekend. Right. Right. So we have some experience with conventions. Woot. But you cannot even begin to say that, you know, uh, let's see, uh, New York Comic Con mm-hmm. or L.A. or San Diego or any of these places. If you have never been to it, how did nobody on this writing staff ever have been to a convention before? Right. And number one... They say it's a paranormal <laughs> convention, but if it was a paranormal convention, there would, it would be totally, completely different. There would be, like, tarot card readers and, you know, astral projectionists and psychics and, and women wearing caftans. And... Yeah, there would, the, the, the idea that somehow this is all just going to be a bunch of guys and at a paranormal convention is... Uh, well, it's like that moment and in Paranormal like, Activity where right. there's only one paranormal expert in the L.A. phone book. I mean, what are you, what, are you kidding me? Ugh. Well, and it did look like it's one of those, you know, they rented out the local community center extra room or church room. Okay, maybe not church room for this. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's just like... Which I have not seen a convention like that since the 80s. I mean, right. it's... It's so dated and it's so cliche, down to the point where, where Eric tells Joel, like, you are too confident. You are too confident here. You have got to, like, mumble more and slouch. I'm like, if you have been to a nerd <laughs> convention, you know that is where everybody gets their power. Like, people walk in there slouching and, and mumbling at people, but while they're in the convention or around the other nerds like them, they are, like, lively and upbeat and and full of, full of who they are because they're in a place where they can be who they are. Well, Which is kind of scary because I'm going to digress on this one just to throw it out there. So I took one of my girlfriends to a Magic <coughs> the Gathering pro to, uh, Grand Prix in Atlanta, and she'd never seen this. She'd heard stories about how the guys are with their, you know, 
not showering, the mm, sure, right, weird yeah. hair things going on on both the front and the top of their head, mm-hmm. and the odd-fitting <laughs> clothing that shows every other aspect of them, and I do mean it. There's that one guy who got kicked out of, you know, conventions with them because he would go behind the sitting players and pray to their ass cracks. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, she walks in there and every guy, she oh my God, look at him. He is so good looking. And I'm just like, what the heck are you on? Right. Well, remember the geeks took over the world. I mean, the fact that here's, here's, okay, I guess there's still a place Clearly, the writers think there is, and maybe some other, maybe some of the audience does as well, where the idea of a a convention and geeks. Okay, it's funny. It is funny when Eric is this geeky kid because he's a teenager, <laughs> right? And it's it's not so much the things he's interested in; it's the fact that he's kind of embarrassed and excited about being interested in them mm-hmm. at the same time. That's being a teenage boy, right? And and the stuff with Abby is her being a teenage girl. That stuff's still funny because we remember being teenagers. We have a reference you point. You remember that far back then? I do. It was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Nonetheless, I have good memories and some bad ones as well. But yes, of course I remember that. I'm going to poke you with a stick. But <laughs> Aim for the other legs. I was going to say, <laughs> Mindy, the, 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 the cyborg intern. Um, I'm trying to fit in. <laughs> One of us, one of us. <laughs> but anyway, this doesn't look like any convention I've ever been to. As far wow. as, it's it looks more like it's a more of a paranoid conspiracy convention of anything else. Exactly. And and you know, considering the uh, let's see, Coast to Coast with Art Bell mm-hmm. is a hugely popular show. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, sadly, Alex Jones is a thing that is happening. You cannot tell me that. You're in California, and you're not going to have a lot more people there. Or you're going to have someone who's like a uh, superstar, I guess, in this little community, this very strange community they're in, who shows up and immediately gets a crowd of about a dozen, 15, 20 people, holds forth on the floor, blocking an aisle, and does not immediately have somebody who's running the con go, guys, you're in the Move. way. You've got to right. uh, so. I'm not afraid of you and your stupid book, Dan. <laughs> so anyway, it's this is not how it is. Yes, yes, I let's poke fun at the, the, at the nerds and the geeks. But again, the nerds and the geeks kind of run the world now. Right. Um, so you might want to think of something else I guess I don't know it's uh, we groaned we didn't we didn't laugh so much no so anyway so Anton is not reacting well to Joel he's because he's too good looking he's too good looking he's he's too tall he's got too nice of hair and so he's kind of and Eric's like I knew I should have put you put a hat on you yeah because of his thick hair right he did look too good so Joel's like all right and Anton's not going to help me the geek way, he'll help me the Joel way. So he follows him to the bathroom, is going to pound him into the ground to get the, his copy of the book that he supposedly has on a flash drive. And Anton's like, my name's not even Anton, and I never had the book. I was just trying to be cool. I do like how he made him stop peeing in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> stop peeing. I mean, that I, is torture. I, I, I can't. <laughs> <For> some people. <laughs> 
That is very difficult. You're peeing again. I it's can't so help hard. it. But you guys are built a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the very end of that of this particular thread, um, Joel meets with this little guy, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I work for this scientist who studies non-living creatures." In French. Yeah. So why don't you let me hook you guys up? And Joel's like, "Yes, of course." And we also, um, we forgot to mention that Joel is a little unhappy with Eric because it turns out that Eric has been writing about the situation going on uh-huh. uh, with Sheila on an uh, internet board. And But the only reason that this guy even found out and was able to get in touch with Joel and therefore put him in connection with this doctor is through the internet board. So Joel's kind of like, you know what? It's okay. Right. And, he, and he gives, he gives uh, Eric some... Uh, I'm going to... Air quote street cred <laughs> with these paranoid delusional people. Yeah, and except the whole thing's just, yeah, that just kind of doesn't even you work. Guys I'm sorry. Him. You're making me look so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, sure, guys, whatever. <laughs> meanwhile, 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 back at the storage facility. <laughs> Did we get the little spinny Batman thing? Oh, yeah. Well, first, uh, <laughs> was brought back by the police officer. Right, because... Next door neighbor. Yeah. LAPD, er, San Monica PD. And he points out that, A, she was driving a motorcycle without license plates, or a license. Or tags. Or tags. Or anything, of anything making it a legal vehicle. And she ran a stoplight. So, she's in trouble... With her parents, because her parents are like, what are you thinking? And he, she's like, uh, mom, you eat people. Dad, you killed a guy. We're going to be upset with me? <laughs> and I might not even go to college. And they're like, what? She's like, what? I'm, I'm probably not going to go. You're going to go to college. Well, what if I don't want to go? Nobody cares what you think. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter I mean, what you want. I'm going to make sure all my kids go to HVAC school because those people make good money. And you can pay off your you can pay off your HVAC training with uh, being a journeyman. My my brother Cedric works in heating and cooling, and he makes real good money. You just want them to be in a position to take care of you in your old age. Of course, that's right. I would Smart. love if they were in the position to take care of me now. They're too young to work, Dustin. These are still children. Uh, well, These are still small children. And I wanted to sell dresses. She wanted to. To, she took orders. She took like 10 orders for dresses. And she was like, I'm just going to make these dresses. And I'm like, out of what fabric? Oh, we can go buy fabric. Okay. How much did you sell these dresses for? One dollar each. Okay. <laughs> she needs to go to business school to understand the value of, you know, what she's selling. Clearly, Everything, she doesn't understand yeah. that yet. So, so give it time, Dustin. You cannot, there are no workhouses to send them to. Uh Sorry. Poop, that we know. Poop damn crap. <laughs> <laughs> no legal ones anyway. Anyway. So. <laughs> this is Apocalypse Now on how to raise your children. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Not so much. The perhaps maybe don't do that. So. So. While Joel and, and Eric are going off to this convention. Uh, Sheila's like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to stay and, and talk to Abby. Because clearly she's having some issues. And they go to take the motorcycle back. And the guy's brother is there. And he's a total jerk. And he makes like some super specific innuendos at them. And at first, I was like, well, Drew Barrymore's about to eat this dude. I know. 
I know she's she's holding back. And she didn't eat him like right away. And I was like, why are you not she eating him? She didn't eat him, right him at all. I know. But I mean, she should have done it right away. Right. But she didn't. And things kind of go weird. Yeah. I mean, they're they not get so. They bond over the weirdness. Yes, they do. It's a little strange. I mean, you know, he yeah, does. Yeah, but they're having fun. Well, and he does actually, you know. Enjoy Rafi. They, yeah. So when when you lock the the sexist, misogynistic asshole in the storage unit, uh, which is where he wanted to be locked anyway. I mean, he's hiding in there, essentially hiding from them, uh, after not giving them the money back and taking the motorcycle. And, and using really loud machines in an enclosed space. Like, like he must not have any regard for his hearing at all. Or he's got, maybe he's got headphones. But he, well, then they, they decide they're going to, they're going to, they go back to the storage unit and without resorting to violence, that is the point. She doesn't. She says she decided not want to resort to violence. So instead, they go with psychological warfare, and play Raffi. And he's like, and they find out that this isn't working, and they turn off the Raffi CD. And he's it like, makes me happy. Turn that back on. Makes everybody happy. It is baby blue. <clears throat> no, it did not make me happy. I was I'm, done with that song like the first. As soon as they got out the first baby, I was like, nope, not for me. I'm actually not a Raffi fan either. I didn't know that was a real thing. Apparently, Seriously? people get people people paid money for the CDs. Very <coughs> popular. Way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they bond. It's a mother daughter kind of moment. Wait, it's, don't use that term. Yes. Right. Well, she's taking you it make back it now. Creepy. She's taking it back because she's into that on the know. internet. <laughs> she was like, "No, <laughs> we are taking back that term because." That's just creepy when he uses it. So they, you know, they, they end up bonding, and it's it's nice. Well, they don't get the bike or the money back. They're at least they're more they're closer as a mother and daughter. That's right. They did use one of the smoke bombs. Don't forget the violence oh, part. Right. right. They do. They do decide that violence will be part of the answer, and they take a, a tear gas bomb, and they climb under the roof. And they've counted it out, so they know where the, where the unit is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they drop it through the air vent and discover that the air vents in the storage <laughs> unit do not line up. With so not thing. only is he using a loud machine in an enclosed space like that, the air vents might not be good for anything that might be coming up on whatever he's right. using those machines on. No ventilation. But there seems to be a lot of people who are operating businesses or living in these storage units. Yes. Right. Isn't yeah. that one of the things you sign when you get a storage unit that you won't? Do? Oh, sure, but I mean, obviously people <laughs> don't do that all the time. <clears throat> there was a guy who lived, who turned one of those things into a, an apartment. I think it was in California, where he turned it into an apartment and lived there for like a month and made the mistake of posting pictures on the internet. Well, that's stupid. So apparently, clearly, it was like, well, so everybody they has found their, out about it. Everybody and, has their little uh, storage unit yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's still a mother-daughter bonding moment. And, they, you know, everything's, everything's good. Everyone, everyone is in the right place. Right. You know, Joel and Sheila and Abby are all... Her eye. The eye is the eye. The eye's back in the socket, even mm-hmm. after the squishy... Popping noise. Popping noise. I did like how he referred to her as a Snapple bottle top. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the card for the doctor, and we cut away to a lab somewhere. 
in an undisclosed location. With a rat. With a lot of vomit. With a lot of vomit. And an obscene <laughs> amount of vomit. And a tiny, tiny red... Now, would that be considered tiny according to the housekeeper? I think according to anyone that would be... Uh, yeah, no, but the housekeeper, the housekeeper was very specific on what she considered you know, small or medium-sized. But Portia de Rossi. Yes. I love her. I do, too. Uh, better off Ted. Uh-huh. Better off Ted. Dustin. Allie McBeal. When Dustin, oh, and, I, when Dustin and I first really started spending any real time together, it was on the set of a film called American Maniacs. Find it on, on demand. That's right. And he did costumes. I, I, I did production design. And we, in between, on, on when we weren't shooting, we were huge. I had had all the episodes of Better Off Ted on my computer. And on the laptop, we would sit there and watch them and laugh ourselves silly. There's a show that, that needed more than two seasons. Mm-hmm. But any, in any event, uh, she we'll see her next week. Because in the final episode, clearly, she has much to do. Because she gets a phone call. And it looks like they're going to meet with her. Dun dun dun. dun 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 Or things. I'm just not gonna say You're anything. not gonna say. Well that's good because those would be spoilers. And we won't have those out of you, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> would I do that? Yes. Go oh, god dun, yes. Dun, dun. <laughs> You're an evil cyborg now. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> dun, dun, it's dun. Mr. Puttermore. He'll make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the two episodes. We have one more episode left, and then we will talk a little bit about American Gods. Before, a little tiny bit. Before we have to get back into... I was sad. Fear of the Walking I'm Dead. I'm going to digress yeah. one more time-ish. Um, I, I was sad when the whole toe thing came on and he was trying to find ways to make her feel less uncomfortable about having sex with a broken or a mm-hmm. missing toe and stuff. And he brought up the, uh, you know, socks mm-hmm. thing and at that moment, my head went, because I'm a huge fan of Flight of the Concords, mm-hmm. and if anybody's watched this, one of their songs is Business Time, and on Wednesday, when he has his socks on, you know those are his business socks. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. But again, this makes me think that maybe <laughs> feet are involved in their tender love making because he says, you could wear socks, and she's like, you would eventually want to take them off. Yeah. That's true. It's true. entirely true. But it's a quiet, it's like a quiet, you know, personal little mutual well, fetish it thing. It's not like a, a big deal. could be a bonding thing because mm-hmm. if she had, you know, fuzzy socks, he could sit there and maybe whatever, and he could have a hairball too, like she did when eating Dan. Mm. This is a possibility <laughs> of a kind. It's a bonding moment between the dead and the living. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna <laughs> stop thinking about that. I don't even wanna. My right. job is done for the night. <laughs> Curse you! Curse you, Cyborg Mindy! Yes! All right, so thank you for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. You can find us, of course, on iTunes and podcast.com or anywhere, else, anywhere you are listening to podcasts. We are probably there and easily found. Please like and rate us and give us a comment if you could. Uh, that information, when you do that, it actually makes it easier for other people to find us. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge help, obviously, when we want people to listen to our episodes. And we will be back with more Zompocalypse Now next week. You can oh, listen, well, yeah, check, well. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. We have two shows on there. And yes. subscribe to us. Yes, please. Please subscribe. Like and Shamelessly subscribe. pushingly pushing here. Two yeah. Star Wars shows right now. And 
They're awesome. Oh yeah, like a scribe. We've uh, got salacious crumbs, which is the right? news, and we've got cribs, Star Wars which cribs. shows all the wonderful, fantastic stuff that. But we have uh, there. It, well, honestly, if you guys go to the YouTube channel, you can find um, tons of stuff from Planet Comic Con. We live streamed Planet Comic Con. We recorded tons of interviews. There's all sorts of stuff. We're still putting stuff up, and we're going to be continue to be putting stuff up. Yeah. We've got stuff that we filmed from last night's. Battle for KC, which was a, an attempt to set a world record for the largest lightsaber battle. Well, we still have content we're going to put up for that. The fact that, you know, going through, getting this all together, Worldcon, we have stuff up there, and found an interview that we have not yet gotten to yet. <laughs> so we're constantly putting things up there. Anyway, we hope that you will check out check that out. Go find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook, find us on SciFiForMe.com, the actual website itself. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Cyborg Mindy. You're welcome. Evil villain from the future. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, folks, for listening. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>